Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Good morning. So good to see some faces and imagine some faces at home, visualising you at home watching as well. Hope you're all dancing around your lounge rooms while we were all dancing around here. We've got so much to celebrate, haven't we? We have. We have. Yeah. So much. So good. I'm trying to remember that line of the song about how he's redeemed our sin and um, given us eternity. That's my paraphrase. We've got so much to celebrate because God is so good to us. Very much so. So that deserves a dance, I reckon. Not now, but before. I can do it. (laughs) On the spot. Yeah. Hey, while we're still standing, can we just pray for our um, leaders at the moment? Pray for Australia, but especially for our leaders, because it's a tough time for them. Um, They're trying to make decisions for the best of us um, based on what they think is the best. But I know that God has a a bigger plan and a better plan, and it'd be great for wisdom to prevail for our leaders. So can you join with us in that? Father, we just thank you right now for those that you've put in positions of authority over us. We thank you for our councils, for our um, local leaders, for our police officers. Father, for all those that are in positions of responsibility for the well-being of society and community. But Father, right now, for those in the federal parliament, in the state parliament, for our, for our beloved um, Prime Minister, Father, we just ask for wisdom to flow down. Father, from the top and flow down. Yes. Father, may there be wisdom, yes. not from the earth coming up, but Thank wisdom you, from heaven. That peace-loving, pure wisdom from heaven that shows what the truth is. It brings out the truth in all situations. So, Father, we just ask for a raining down of your your wisdom from heaven. Lady Wisdom, we ask for you to visit our Prime Minister, to visit his cabinet, to visit the the opposition and the shadow, um, the shadow, yeah. I forgot the term for it. Cabinet, that's the word. (laughs) Father, just thank you for wisdom. Not for the good of a party, but for the good of our nation. Yeah. Father, we ask for healing in our nation. Yes, we ask for, for the yes, church Lord. to rise up in yeah. prayer, rise yeah. up in the calling that you've given us. If my people called by my name will humble themselves, that yeah. place of humility. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. We will be nothing without you, Father. Oh, Lord, heal our land. Heal our land. Father, we just repent on behalf of Australia. Father, we just speak out and say, forgive us for where we've lost the way. Forgive us for the laws and the precepts that were put in place that that we place above the value of what your word says. Father, forgive us. Forgive our nation, Father. For the deaths, for the for the abortions, for the for the tragedies that, that go on every day, for the immorality, for the for the deception, for the greed, for the pride. Father, forgive us. Forgive us, Father that our nation may be healed, that it may be healed. Father, we just speak favour and blessing over our nation, over our leaders. Father, in Jesus' name, we just speak goodness over them and favour. Bless them, Lord. Keep them in good health, Mm. mentally, physically, and in their spirit as well. We ask this in the mighty name of Jesus, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. 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 Awesome. You may be seated. (laughs) I had to, yes, shed some some layers mm. swarming up it is all these bodies in here <laughs> yes for those that are visiting first time we're so glad to have you guys back it is awesome to see you here yes. this morning oh yeah so it's good. a little bit different without a lot of people in here isn't it mm-hmm. like oh. but yes 
To us, this is like a crowd. Hey, so today, Kylie um, has a word that she's, I love it when she comes up and goes, hey, I've been thinking about this. And, and so we're, we're going to talk about um, Naaman today. Who, who remembers Naaman? Mm. You know, yeah, he was, a, um, he was from the Arameans. He was from the, the nation of Aram. Is that right? <laughs> I hope I've got that right. Yes, from Aram. Yeah. yeah, he was from Aram. Aram was the grandson of Noah through Shem. So um, mm. the Arameans were a nation. He, he had a Hebrew name. Um, um, Nahum actually means pleasantness. But he was the captain of the army or the, the overseer of the army in, um, in, Aram. in Aram. Yeah. So, yeah. And it, this is an incredible story. When you mm. start to any, any of the records in Scripture that you grab hold of and you just start reading and looking at it and not pulling it apart but going deeper into it, there is truth to be found and there mm. is the nature of God to be revealed and there is heaven to, to come and to be exposed and, and all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, sorry. Yeah, so we, we'll just start with, we'll read through the story yep. um, of Naaman. So you've, you'll find it in 2 Kings 5. So if you guys want to turn there, who's got their word of God with them? Yeah, yeah. We're going to read through it together because it's always good to recap, even if you know the story. If you don't know the story, we'll read it together. It's, it's just 17 verses, so let's focus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Spirit of revelation, as we read your word, yeah. he can reveal revelation and goodness oh, well to said. us. So uh, 2 Kings chapter 5. Now Naaman was the commander of the army of King Aram. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but he had leprosy. Now bands from Aram had gone out and taken captive a young girl from Israel and she served Naaman's wife. And she said to her mistress, If only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, he would cure him of his leprosy. Naaman went to his master and told him what the girl from Israel had said. By all means go, the king of Aram replied. I will send a letter to the king of Israel. So Naaman left, taking with him ten talents of silver, six thousand shekels of gold, and ten sets of clothing. Now you worked out how much money that was, didn't you? In today's um, economy, the, the silver is around just over $330,000 worth of silver. And the gold is just over $4.3 million worth of gold. Yeah. So this was not just he, he put some change in his pocket. Mm. This is he loaded up some donkeys with a massive amount of precious metal and headed yeah. off. He was, he was ready. Do you, I don't think this was a small amount. Do mm. you? $5.3 yeah. million and 33, sorry, $330,000 worth of silver. So it, he had and five ten point Armani suits. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, he yeah he wouldn't have had cheap clothing. No, this guy was the command commander, and he was wealthy. Mm. You can you can tell by that. So he was willing. He probably cashed in his superannuation to get a healing. Yeah, he was so, probably taking everything that he had pretty well and betting on this is going. I need this. I'm I'm willing to exchange all this to get a healing. Yeah, I'm going to. So no one. It's he, a big thing. He it's needed not just some. Uh, he had some bodyguards. I don't want to just brush over that. Yeah, yeah, he would have had a team with him because yeah. you just don't want to head out, head out with some little servant no. girls and stuff with, you that know, five point six million dollars plus worth yeah. of 
metal and clothing yeah. and all that. So, verse yes. six. I finished with my rant. <laughs> oh, I was just astounded by Thanks that. for expounding on <laughs> that. Verse six. The letter that he took to the king of Israel read, With this letter I am sending my servant Naaman to you so that you may cure him of his leprosy. As soon as the king of Israel read the letter, he tore his robes and said, Am I God? Can I kill and bring back to life? Why does this fellow send someone to me to be cured of his leprosy? See how he's trying to pick a fight with me? When Elisha, the man of... Oh, so yeah, he tore his robes. I just think it's funny that um, Naaman bought 10 suits and the king tore his clothes. He's like, it's all right, I've got, I've got a spare set on the camel. But it's it, kind of like he knew he was going to react like that. And it's interesting because I've been reading some C.S. Lewis and listening to it as well and um, he made a statement about how women are able to handle a lot of, um, you know, multitasking we call it, but they're able to handle pressures and that, that, that men can't and men can handle pressures sometimes that women can't. But when guys are actually stretched to their limit in, in, uh, in their perceived, what the, the pressures they've got in life and then something comes out of you from sideways, ah! You know, we just go crazy, you know, and exactly what. And then we make up stories. Why is he trying to pick a fight? Why is he trying to pick a fight with me? You know? Yeah. It's like, I never do that. I've I've (laughs) never seen you, like, rip your shirt off or anything. Not uh, not because (laughs) of stress. (laughs) 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 So, when Elisha, the man of God, heard that the king of Israel had torn his robes, he sent him this message. Why have you torn your robes? Have the, men come to, have the man come to me and he will know that there is a prophet in Israel. So Naaman went with his horses and chariots and stopped at the door of Elisha's house. Elisha sent a messenger out to him to say, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be cleaned. But Naaman went away angry and said, I thought that he would surely come out to me. And stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and wave his hands over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not Abana and Farfa, the rivers of Damascus, better than any of the rivers of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned and went off in a rage. Naaman's servants went to him and said, My father, if the prophet told you to do some great on it, how much more when he tells you to just wash and be cleansed? So he went down and dipped himself in the Jordan seven times as the man of God had told him. And his flesh was restored and he became clean like that of a young boy. I think, oh, we'll read a couple more verses. Then, then Naaman and all his attendants went back to the man of God. He stood before him and said, now I know that there is a God in all the world. Ex- no There is no God in all the world except in Israel. Please accept now a gift from your servant. The prophet answered, As surely as the Lord lives whom I serve, I would not accept a thing, not even your $300,000 worth of silver. And even though Naaman urged him, he refused. If you will not, said Naaman, please let me, your servant, be given as much earth as a pair of my mules can carry. For your servant will never again make burnt offerings and sacrifices to any other God but the Lord. Yeah, that's yeah, a pretty awesome story, isn't it? Isn't it amazing that he said he, he came with gold and he left with some earth and, and still mm. his gold and, mm. his, and his silver. But he realized that whole thing that 
um, that Jacob got, Bethel, you know, this is none other than the house of God. He knew that there was something special about this area, mm. even though there wasn't, but there was. Yeah. There wasn't physically, but there was spiritually something profound about it. And yeah. it was a reminder. It's that whole thing, of, again, of lifting up. Lifting up stone, what, mm. it, what is stone? It's compacted earth. So he took the earth, lifting it up and, and saying, this is to remind me of what happened. And mm. um, yeah, it, the, the, the king that was at that time is actually King, um, oh, I've forgotten his name now. It's um, Jehoram or Joram. And he was the son of Ahab and Jezebel. The, so the second son to, to be wow. king. Mm. So he hadn't, he'd torn down the Baal worship places, this king. So this is the king that Elisha was, was um, the prophet under. But Elisha had helped him many times and told him things that other kings were doing so that he could actually avoid that. So when it says that he heard what, that the king had torn his robes, do you think that it had just gone on social media? that the message had gone out to him or somebody had run immediately from the presence of the king to go tell Elisha that he'd torn his clothes. No, he, he knew and he knew about the guy. Like this was something profound here. May, you think that there's something special about this guy? Yes, there was. But there was something special about our God that talks to man and the potential that we have now to be in that, to, to, to see heaven open, to see that, that it is heaven and earth, that, that heaven is all around us. Mm. Um, like, you know, open his eyes, the servant, open his eyes that he'd see that those that are with us are more than those mm. that are against us. And yeah. the servant's eyes are open to see that heaven is all around. Mm. Um, we were talking about the transition from Elijah to Elisha as well and how when he saw um, Elijah going up, the, the chariots mm. and the horses mm. of fl- fire appeared, heaven separated Elijah going up from Elisha seeing and that transition of heaven and that double anointing mm. flowed at that time. Mm. We've got to realize that there is no empty space around us. Heaven is here. Heaven is mm. near. Jesus came to tell us heaven is near. There is potential. I was talking to somebody this morning and they're going, yes, when I think about that, the potential that, that heaven is so close, it makes me jump. It makes me leap. It makes me want to mm. almost dance, you know, like, yeah. so this guy, Naaman encountered that and said, from now on, I'm not following any of the other gods. And he goes on to say, and please forgive your servant when, when I have to take my king into the, the temple of Raman and bow to, and it, the, the term bow down to Raman means to, to give lip service, but not really believe. So even then the king didn't, was giving lip service to Baal, but not really believing it. But he says, when I have to do that, please forgive me. Please forgive your servant because I know there's no other God but the God of Israel. Mm. There's no other God in heaven. There's no other God around except this God mm. that I've just encountered. And this is all about positioning yourself. And that even the story about Elisha receiving the anointing from Elijah, the double portion, he kept on positioning himself. Yeah. Yeah. Elijah said to him, stay here. God's called me here. And he'd mm. go, no, 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 I'm coming with you. Mm. The next morning, you stay here. God's called me here, Elijah said. Mm. And Elijah said, no, 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 no. I'm coming with mm. you. And because he wanted to stay with him. He wanted to be around him. It's about us positioning ourselves um, in a place where we can encounter God. And it made me really mindful of this season that we're in. Mm. With all the distractions and all yeah. the um, nonsense and everything that's going on at the moment. Kylie's title for the message this morning is... Where are you at? Where are you at? 
Where are, where you, are, are you in your positioned? Thinking? Where are you positioned? Where are you putting yourself? Mm. Where are you getting your resource from? Where are mm. you attaching to and where are you connecting to? Because it's so important in mm. this time, in this season, that we realise that there isn't a pandemic flowing through the air. The air is full of the potential of heaven. Mm. He, the air is full. The breath that we have has the potential of speaking out words of life, words of prophecy, mm. words of promise of God, mm. of his word. And one yeah. thing, God is faithful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we need an encounter with God. Oh, don't we just. Nahum had leprosy. And it's interesting, when you, when you think about it, he was a mighty man. He was a soldier. Um, he was the captain of the army, so a lot of the time he was wearing his armour and he was a valiant man and a lot of people looked up to him. He had many victories, but there was something that he was hiding under his armour and that was his leprosy. Yeah, because if, ex- if anyone knew about this outside his family... He would have been an outcast. He would have been an outcast in yeah. the community. Yeah. He, been, he, he, was, he was done. He was finished. So he was hiding something, but his, his wife knew about it. And his servant girl knew about it. And she was from Israel. And so, you know, we can have victories. We can have success in our life. But if there's something that we're, that we're hiding mm. underneath our exterior that we show everybody, then it's the people closest to us that know that everything isn't really okay. Like it was his wife knew that there was something that he was hiding the servant girl knew because she lived in the house with them that there was something that he was hiding and they knew that he needed an encounter with God. That was the only thing that was going to heal him from this disease that was eating him away. Even though on the outside he looked like a strong man, he looked like he had it all together. Yeah. And the servant girl knew that he needed an encounter with God. And even though he was wealthy and he was rich and... He had hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of gold and silver. That, that couldn't heal him. That couldn't save him. Mm. His wealth couldn't save him. Yeah. His, his reputation couldn't save no, him. No, no. His position couldn't save him. The only thing that could save him was an encounter with God. Yeah. Yeah. And, and when he went to Elijah and he rocked up with all his limousines and his servants and his Ferrari and his <laughs> gold, his, his entourage, nuggets and his yes. silver and his Armani suits. And Elisha was not impressed by his wealth. He didn't go running out because he saw the limo pull up in the driveway. Mm. And I think as Christians, sometimes we can be too enamoured by people's position, by people's wealth, by people's reputation. And should we treat them any differently than anybody else that needs Jesus? Because underneath all of that, none of that meant anything to Naaman. He was there because he was desperate. He was there because he was broken. He was there because something was eating away at him and he needed help. And Elisha was, was unimpressed by all of that. And he just sent his servant out and said, go, go tell him to wash in the river. Yep. And, and Naaman was offended because he wasn't impressed. It's, it's really funny because he says to him, Elisha sent a messenger, go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan yeah. and your flesh will be restored and you'll be cleansed. Shouldn't that make him happy? Yeah. You wash, 
Wash it off. And that's what it means. It says, go and wash. Wash it off mm. is the word. It actually, um, kostaf uh, means to, oh, sorry, that, no, that's not the right one. Wash means is the, it means to wash, bathe, mm. to wash away. Mm. Actually means to wash away. So all he had to do was go and wash seven times, but he, he didn't. He, he was actually upset. And the word here, angry, is the word that I used before, kostaf, which means to crack off. This is its root, that's the root meaning of it, to crack off. Mm. Now, keep that in mind. But it means to be displeased and therefore fret oneself, make mm. yourself fretful. And mm. then keep going over and over and breaking the story down and all the actions and everything that's been going on, breaking it down smaller and smaller. It's an accumulative behavior to the point where you just get yourself so enraged that you erupt. Mm. And that's what it says. And then he left enraged. Because he was used to being... Treated differently. He was used to being esteemed. He was used yeah. to accolades. He was used to people turning their heads when he drove past. Shouldn't somebody do this for me? Shouldn't he, you yeah. just tell me, you know? He was used to that. Yeah. And when he went to Elisha, he didn't get that. And then he got offended. That's so, something basic. So the, the, quest, the question is, when we don't get noticed, when we don't get the treatment we're expecting... Ooh. Do we still position ourselves for an encounter with God? Or do we get offended and go, oh, they didn't talk to me. Oh, wow. Oh, oh the pastor didn't come pray oh, for me. Have done that. Yes. He sent the life group leader to pray for me. So do we just shut ourselves off to God's favor and blessing because we don't get treated the way we expect? Because we have an expectation of this is how God wow. should come through to me and, and then he doesn't. And so do we immediately, he Goodness. almost missed out. He almost, he almost yeah. missed out on his blessing. He almost missed out on his healing because it didn't happen the way he expected. Yeah. And, and I've said this before, but I, I need to say it again. We need to come to God with expectancy. Because God is good, I know he will do something good for yeah. me. Because God is good, I know he will meet me. But don't come to him with expectation and say, it has to happen like this. Yeah. It has to look like this. And it has to come through this person. And, and it has like to happen by this yeah. date. Otherwise, I'm going to get ticked. Yeah. I'm going to get offended. There is such a big difference between expectancy yeah. and expectation. Ooh. Because expectation puts conditions on God. <laughs> it puts conditions on people. It says, if you don't treat me like this, I'm going to get offended. If God doesn't do this for me, I'm going to leave church. If, it, if something doesn't change by this date, I'm done. That's it, expectations. Yep. And yep. we need to drop our expectations because God's ways are so much higher than yep. our ways. Come on. And we just need to come to him mm. with, with expectancy and say, God, I know you are good and whatever it looks like, however you decide to move in my life because I know you will, it's okay with yeah. me. Yeah. It's okay with me. And, you know, his servant had to bring him around. <laughs> yes. His servant had to go, hey, 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 don't overreact. And, you know... That's a big thing for a servant to do. It is, like, yeah. Uh, they would have seen Naaman kill a lot of people. Yeah. And command a lot he of people. He was an intimidating be, guy. A, yeah. So yeah. for them to come to him and they come to him and say, my father, my father, yeah. in a humble way, yeah. my father, you know, if the it's prophet okay. had told you to do a great thing, mm. wouldn't you have done it? Yeah. Now this simple thing, wash and be cleansed. But it's interesting, wash and be cleansed. But what does Naaman do? He goes down and dips himself. 
Two totally different words here. He dips himself. So he just dunks himself, immerses himself in mm. the water. Instead of washing it off, and I was talking this over with Kylie, because it says wash it off and you'll be cleansed. It could have been that as he was washing it off seven times, bathing, that he would have started to see it lift. Now, he would have tried to wash that off so many times. He would have tried so many different ointments, so many different creams, oils, yeah. different potions, different lotions, different everything mm -hmm. to try and get rid of this condition yeah. and just go to the filthy Jordan. Like mm -hmm. when you look up the Jordan, you think it's this massive big river. It's long, goes into the Sea of Galilee and then out the bottom into the Dead Sea. But it's not a big, it's not a wide river. It's the, it looks like an irrigation channel. Mm -hmm. Actually, it doesn't look big at all. But he goes, he goes and dips in it. Mm. And so instead of washing it off, and I'm thinking, okay, the idea of washing it off, he would have had, again, that growing expectation. He would have seen it start to go away. He could have had even a more powerful encounter with God by mm. seeing it gradually. <gasps> oh, what? What? Instead of a snap, and because when did it actually take place that it, he dipped, he dipped, he dipped. And then it says when he dipped seven times, he came out and his skin was like that of a restored young boy. Mm. So his skin was, was really better than what it should have been. It was yeah. like a young boy's skin yeah. instead of an old warrior skin, mm. which could have been that his scars were gone, everything mm. was gone, the mm. wounds of battle were gone. I don't know. If he can heal leprosy, he can take away anything. And yeah. so even though he only dipped and didn't wash God was still faithful. God's mm. word was still faithful. Mm. And that reminds me of 2 Timothy 2.13 where it says, you know, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. Yeah. If we are faithless, and this is, this is amazing in 2 Timothy. It says, you know, if we die with him, we shall also live with him. Mm. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. I, sorry, I haven't got this one for you. But if we disown him, he will disown us. And I was mm. talking this over with Kylie. If we take back the ownership of our life, if we take it back and say, no, no, I'm in charge, God will then say, okay, I release my, I, it's yours. Your life is yours. Yeah. But then it says here, if we are faithless. So even though, like Jesus said, where's your faith? You know, you have little faith. Even though we may have small faith or be faithless at times, he remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. His ownership is still on us when we're operating in faith, even if it's less faith than what we should have. And so I want to encourage you into great faith today, into positioning yourself into yeah. great faith yeah. today, mm. because even... Because when we are faithful, he's even greater. Mm. His measure is so much more greater than whatever we can encounter. So... Don't just dip, wash. Yeah. You know, like whatever the word says to do and great encouragement, Kylie. You know, it made me think about some of my thoughts and attitudes and behavior. You know, with God, if you do it this way, oh, it needs to happen like this. Oh, that'd be a great answer to the situation. Mm -hmm. And and you and then you set your mind on that. Mm -hmm. And and then but no, that's not how Jesus taught us to pray. Yeah. Your kingdom come. Yeah. Your will be done mm. here on earth. Mm. And and Naaman got upset because he didn't come and do it what he thought was the proper way. Yeah. You know, the way that it should be done. Mm. And there's many times we think there's ways that should be done. Mm. But um, God blows the doors off that every mm. time. Mm. Like I, I keep going back to the guy at the at the um the pool of Bethesda. 
you yeah. know, he, he's there, he's lame. Yeah. And Jesus says, do you want to be healed? And he says, yeah, I want to be healed. But now every time the water stirs and I want to get mm. into the water, and it's nothing about the water. Jesus asked him, do you want me to put you in the water? No. He said, do you want to be healed? Mm. And this guy's like, no, no, no. And then he says, yeah, but, you know, do you want to be healed? And he's like, yeah, but I've got no one to help me into the water. even when it's over. And Jesus says, be healed. He had no faith, didn't know who Jesus was, blows the door off your theology because but everything that we say, that God, how God operates, that situation shows us God is greater and mm. God still has a plan and God is able. You know, in, in, through but he all. was still there. He was there. He was, he positioned he was himself. positioning himself where he thought God was going to move. Yeah. And so he was in the right place at the right yep. time. Come on. And there's so much about us being at the right place at the right time, positioning ourselves in the presence of God so that we can experience the power of God Mm. so that when he moves, we're there. We're we're ready to receive. And, you know, um, that guy at the pool of Bethesda, he was there. He was there. He he was there ready to to be healed. And, um, you know, the woman with the issue of blood, she, she was there. She positioned herself to touch the garment of Jesus. And she wasn't just hanging back with the crowd because we can be in the Christian crowd, but are we actually pushing through the crowd to touch him? Because we can be hanging around with the crowd, but she positioned herself closer to Jesus to the point where he said, somebody touch me. Mm. somebody with expectancy yes touch me with there are a lot of people around me but somebody actually touched me mm. leaned in further and and touched me and sh- she positioned herself touched with that potential that that heaven that divine potential mm. for transmission of virtue yeah. as jesus put it yeah. so that cuz he says i felt virtue go from my yeah. body i felt healing be transferred, whatever yeah. that feels like. I don't mm. know. He does, but mm. but um, yeah. She there because the disciples said everyone's pushing around us, everyone's mm. touching us. Mm. But there was something like with electrical potential when yeah. you have that potential between the two forty volt mm. and, and Earth. Mm. It's the same as that two forty volt of of heaven mm. with our earth potential that we connect with that and yeah. she connected with that yeah. that potential of wanting to connect with heaven and and the 120 in the upper room position yes, themselves, themselves for the holy spirit to move on them and they just waited and they were in the right place at mm. the right time and imagine if you were the person that they sent out for burgers when the holy spirit <laughs> fell you would have been like Dang yeah, cause, it. Because you've been going the whole it. time. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I will go it and get some food. It had to be now yeah, when I went. I had to go away. out and get food. But, but yeah, are, are we positioning ourselves, you know, because like you said, in, in this crazy time, is actually a time where we have more time to position ourselves. Come on. And we have more time to spend with yes. God. But are we fritting that time away? doing other things and getting busy getting with distracted. other stuff. This is this season is such an opportunity to really lean in and touch his garment. Yeah. But not to just hang Come out on. with the crowd and Come go, on. oh when is this going to end so and when good. can we get back to normal and yeah. when can we go back to church and no, no. when What's can I now? worship again? Yeah. You can do it right now yeah. in your lounge room. You can do it right yeah. now in your bedroom. You can do it right now in Come your on. kitchen. 
Just get down on your knees and say, God, it's just you and me. I don't have anybody that's going to visit me. I don't have any, you know, anywhere to go, anywhere to be. It's such a precious time that we can lean in and make the most of this season and actually touch the hem of his garment with expectancy and say, Jesus, what do you want to do in me in this season, in this moment, to prepare me for what you have when Mm. all of this ends and who knows what that's going to look like, but this is a season of preparation Mm. where it's just us and God and we can make the most of it or we can waste it on Netflix and we can waste it on all the other entertainments and distractions that are so available to us in this day and age or we can spend time in the presence of God And I just feel there's such an urgency in this season to cherish it, to make the most of it, to be faithful in this season and to position ourselves in the presence Mm. of God and say, hey, I want to encounter you. I want to encounter you, Father, because I know you have something good for me in this season. That's so good. And I'm not going to just waste it complaining and I'm not just going to waste it whinging and dreaming about, when it, when it will all be different because now, today, seize the moment. Oh, come on. Seize, seize the, the moment. Wash in that river. Ooh. Cleanse, get cleansed yeah. in that river. Don't just dip in it. Soak in it. Wash in it. Be cleansed in it. Who yeah. feels challenged to go home and cancel their, their subscriptions <laughs> now? <laughs> Binge, Disney Plus, all out. <laughs> gone. <laughs> No, you can still find good things on there. Don't worry about it. Um. <laughs> hey, I still watch a movie every now and then, but there is nothing wrong with entertainment. There yep. is nothing wrong with but not if wealth. That's, there that's is the nothing everything. wrong yeah. with riches. But if it's your number one, if you constantly put it before God, mm. then it becomes a God and then your life is out of balance. When, when you it's all see, about balance. Yeah, come on. Yeah. And when that becomes your priority, that, your that, that is, that's your Whatever that bad thing that you place value on, yeah, that that that's the most value. Mm. And and we were talking about how how beauty can be what what is perceived beauty today, mm. whatever that is. Because there's Paul is pointing to himself, um, <laughs> but um, there was there was a show um, over the last, I think it was on Sunday nights, wasn't it, where they were showing people that had you know had problems issues with their body, and and there was. There was one lady, she had had so much augmentation done on her face and everywhere else. Mm, and scary. She, she looked like Cruella de Vil. Like her, her cheeks were pointy, her chin was pointy, her, her eyes. Like if you showed her to a child, the child would be like, ah, you know, mm. like her lips were like enormous. And, and somehow she'd be, someone had done that. She'd allowed somebody to do that to her. Mm. And she thought she was beautiful. Mm. And, um, and then when you see her original photo of what she looked like, you go, what did you do to yourself? Mm. That was so beautiful. But whatever we place value on, um, you know, I've, it's amazing. Mm. Um, even this gold and silver, w- the world places so much mm. value on it because the value back then is, was totally different to what the value uh, – now it's, a, it's mm. attached to the US dollar and it mm. goes up and down and just seems to be going up and up and up at the moment. But um, – but when it's only a precious metal, yeah, it's only yeah. a metal. It, it, yeah, it's got some incredible properties to it. Yeah, and but we value it. We do. We and value it, and it skews our perspective because yeah. we 
we see people that have wealth. We see people that, that are accomplished. We see people that, that have position and we think we have nothing to offer them. And we get intimidated by them. But they need Jesus just as much as we do. And they actually have nothing to offer us. Because our value is in a higher place. That's why Elisha said... And we have so much to offer them. We have so much to offer them. And and they're searching for something more. Because so, so many of them have exhausted every other avenue. They've pursued success. They've pursued wealth. They've mm. pursued fame. And we think, you know, we are intimidated by them, but they're searching. They're yeah. searching for what we have yes. to give them. And and we need to, the church needs to get our perspective right Come on. about what, what our, where our treasure is. Yeah. You know, yeah. and this is why celebrities can't go to church because silly Christians fawn all over them and carry on like twits this is why people like poor um guy sebastian and justin bieber can't even sit in hillsong church and enjoy the presence of god without people taking photos of them and crowding around them and it's like come on people they're just a person like anybody else who needs jesus just leave them alone Get your eyes on, on Jesus. We're all there for the same reason. We're all in church. We should all be in church for the same reason, to adore and honour our Saviour. And not and to rejoice together. Not to esteem good. people and yep. make a big fuss over people. So celebrities should be able to walk into church and sit down like any of us and just adore Jesus. And with the us. reality not that is, we have that yeah. issue here. <laughs> I don't think um, Justin Bieber's coming today. I invited him, but he said no. Lockdown. (laughs) Sorry. But anybody can encounter God. Yeah. Like even Naaman, it wasn't because of his wealth. Mm. It wasn't because of his position. It wasn't, he came and he asked. Mm. He came and he asked. Yeah. And and the the prophet already knew that he was coming to ask. Mm. And he sent his servant, but... He could have missed it. Mm. We, we yeah. might be asking in this season and we're going, but God, you're not answering. Mm. Why isn't, I can't hear God. Why isn't God answering? We know that God is the Word and the Word speaks. speaks. Heaven yeah. is always breathing. Heaven yeah. is always speaking. Heaven yeah. is always seeding. Mm. It is being materialized here on earth, always, mm. what heaven is allowing. But we need to partner with heaven mm in seeing that happen. Otherwise, we try and manipulate it. We take ownership of it and then we try and manipulate it mm. um, and, and make it work out the way that we think it needs to work out. Yeah. This is how it has to happen. Mm. Why isn't this it happening this way? Mm. And um, yeah, he wasn't anyone special, but he positioned himself mm. to receive. Yeah. And, um, and Elisha, he was a wealthy guy. He, his dad was a wealthy landowner. Mm. He was actually out with his servants one day when Elijah came past and he is, he's got his 12 tractors out. He's driving the 12th. Yeah. They were head of oxen. Yeah. Okay, they, they were, but that virtually what it he meant. They had like 12 tractors mm. lined up and he's on mm. the 12th tractor and he's going with yeah. them. And Elijah turns up and throws his mantle on him mm. and said, you're the one. And so he then offers this massive sacrifice and, sacrifice and leaves his father, leaves all that to position himself to follow. Yeah. And, and as we've said many times, fellowship equals fellowship, mm. which then flows into discipleship. Yeah. 
And that's how we model it in this church is mm. that, that, that fellowship equals fellowship. Mm. Following Jesus means that we will fellowship together yeah. as the ecclesia. Yeah. And in, in all manners that that fulfills mm. in our life groups, in our mm. youth groups, in our, in our um, refires, in our all the, the yeah. hopefully Brothers, soon the men's daughters. breakfast bros fast and, yeah. the, and the women's thingy mm. sisters, daughters. daughters. That's the one. <laughs> I take a lot of notice. <laughs> no, but that, yeah. and then I know growing up, and you made this statement a couple of weeks back when you mm. said that um, God put, um, you know, men of integrity and godly men in your path. Mm. And it wasn't that they had, they came to you and said, I will door to you, or though, mm. but you watched them. You watched them model their lives yeah. and you said, yeah. hey, that's a, that's a good man. That's the mm. type of man that is a good person, mm. you know, and you hit, and they modeled mm. good behavior. They modeled yeah. godly behavior. And yeah. then you, as Paul says, if you see anything in me mm. that is of, of truth, mm. of value, of worth, mm. then model that. Yeah. Follow that example. Some of our discipleship happens at a distance. Yeah. It's uh, not that that person is in our lounge room every week, but no. we, we watch their life. Yes. Like, you know, Elisha's. Um, contact with Nahum happened at a distance. He didn't come out and talk to him, but he said, go and wash. Mm. And, you know, sometimes the people that have the most influence on us aren't ringing us every week, aren't visiting us every week, but we get to watch their life. We get to do Mm. life with them. We get to follow their example as they follow Christ. And so it's that expectation again that the person that disciples me has to be visiting me all the time or whatever. No, they don't. They can be someone who's, you get the privilege yep. to watch them follow Christ and you get to follow them as they follow Christ. Yeah. So sometimes discipleship happens up close and sometimes it happens at a distance. Yeah. But however it happens, be thankful for it and participate in it. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is as well, like um, we get this mentality that it's quantity not just quality, mm. but we, you know, not quantity time, but just we need mm. quality time. But the thing is that you don't know when quality time is going to mm. turn up. And mm. I, I know that I've, I've positioned myself when I was growing up because I, I didn't do a discipleship program when I was growing up. I, I mm. didn't have, but I had it, my, my dad didn't disciple me growing up. He wasn't discipled growing up, but he had it modeled to him and he followed that model. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, not mm. those that get crammed full of food and drink, <laughs> those yeah. that hunger and thirst after mm. righteousness, they will be filled. Mm. That's what Jesus said. Yeah. And so that, you know, mm. and Blessed are those that are poor in spirit. They realize that I have a deficit in my life and I need something Mm. because theirs is the kingdom of heaven. It's going to be opened up to you if you realize, hey, I want something greater than what I've got at the moment and I'm going to keep my eyes open. Because Elisha, he was told, if you see me by Elijah, if you see me Mm. when I'm taken from you, then you'll get the double portion. So, but he gets told, stay here and I'm going. And he goes, no, I'm, I'm staying with you. Yeah. Stay here, I'm going. No, I'm staying with you. And then when he was taken, a whirlwind comes and he starts being lifted up. He keeps his eye on mm. Elijah. Now, Kylie read this out to me this morning and she put beautiful inflection into it because Elisha makes his proclamation, that, which then becomes a proclamation in Israel of something that is unseen, but I don't know what's happening, but there's something greater out there. It was just like a like a holy moly type of statement, you know, 
And it was, my father, my father, the chariots and horses of Israel. But what he's, what he's saying here, and it's beautifully brought out by Kylie this morning. Do you want to say it or do you want me to say it? Keep going. Okay, I'm doing a good enough job. I call it beauty. But she said, he didn't say the chariots and horses of Israel because a flaming chariot and a flaming horse appears and separates Elijah, but he keeps his eyes on Elijah as he's been taken. Now it says he's taken up because whirlwinds go up, but... It's not just that Jesus was taken up. He disappeared from our sight. He's actually gone into the realm out of our sight. It is out of our sight, the kingdom of heaven. But Jesus says, it kept him reminding them, the kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven has come near. The kingdom of heaven has come near. The potential is right there, ready for us to to just partner Mm. with the the anointing, partner with receiving God can speak to you through any situation, any circumstance. Mm. This morning, I'm quoting a movie to Kylie of something that would be applicable to this, but I'm not going to tell you about it because I don't want you to watch the movie. It's Witch Hunter, but uh, with Vin Diesel in it. Uh, but how people that seen were full of beauty, and they, <laughs> but it was all a false beauty. And mm. I was like, isn't it funny how we value some things, but it's only, it's only a trinket. It's only something that's going to pass away. You know, I want the things that are of value in my life. The world is looking for truth at the moment. And and I think it's all in, you know, all these different areas. You know, whatever that might be. Being vaccinated, not being vaccinated, being in lockdown, not being in lockdown. How many different perspectives do we have in the planet at the moment? Or just in our community, not the planet, just our community. Everything that's, that's going on at the moment. But I know... If my people that are called by my name will humble themselves, see, to submit, submission. We don't like that word, do we? Submit. Oh, that's a harsh word. But submission means to come under the mission. Come under the mission of heaven. Mm. To come under that. Being humble. If my people will submission, come under the mission of heaven. And and turn from wickedness. Ah. You know, Lee Hubert has started doing some archery. And last week when we were talking about sin, he says, oh, I almost wanted to jump up. Because when you're, when you're shooting an arrow, you don't look down the arrow to what you're, you're looking at. You don't keep your eye on the arrow. You actually look at the target and you start practicing. And you instinctively, you look at the mark. Now, sin in its etymology means missing the mark. Missing the mark. God has a mark for us. And we sometimes we're yeah. looking at the arrow too much yeah. and not looking at the mark, mm. keeping our eyes yeah. on the mark. Mm. You know, for the joy set before him, Jesus mm. endured the cross. Mm. The mark set before him, he endured mm. the cross. You know, putting all these other things behind, I press on to lay hold of the calling for which Jesus laid hold of me. Yeah. You know, yeah. forget the past and run the race with perseverance marked out for us there is a mark for us in every day there is a mark for us in every week every month every year this season there is a mark for each one of us it's it's not the same it may be different like Kylie said it may be that you're connecting with God really yourself not through or with anyone else I I have my most powerful encounters when I go outside at night And I look at the heavens and look at the stars and I just start thinking how enormous it is and how they were put out there for us. 
Scripture tells us. They were put out there, the, the celestial beings were put out there for us to show us the enormity of God. And, and I just start worshipping God and I, I just love it. I, I encourage you to put yourself in a position of encounter yeah. where you yeah. can encounter God. Yeah. And not just get distracted. Mm. There's so much noise. There's mm. so much distraction. In yeah. the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis, um, it's the screw tape, the uncle that's writing this demon that's writing to his son Wormwood, he 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 says to him, Our kingdom of noise. It's not yeah. the kingdom of peace, mm. it's the kingdom of mm. noise. Mm. Noise. Even Constantly. Bill Johnson says that that busyness is, is false importance. Mm. Pseudo-importance. You know, mm. we, we seem to want to be busy yeah. because it makes us look important yeah. because that's what we value, being, mm. in, being in, you know, important and mm. busy, busy in our life. Yeah. But don't miss it that this season mm. is set up for us mm. not to just, it's not even just a season. This, mm. is a, this is a moment, this is a cocoon moment of yeah. po- positioning ourselves to be transformed into yeah. something else. Yeah. Transform. The church is going to be transformed mm. coming out of this. Because we've got our eyes back on what the truth is, who the truth mm. is, the potential, yeah. heaven and earth. Yeah. Oh, I could go yeah. on forever so and important. we're already 11 minutes we're out over. Of time. Everyone's comfortable though, aren't you? Yes. So can I just encourage Come on. everyone, what you just said about going out at night and just looking at the stars. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Jesus. I want to challenge everyone to follow your example this week. You know, choose, a, choose an, an evening where you just turn off all the screens, all the where you escape the noise and just go outside into your backyard, your front yard, go for a walk and just connect with God and just position yourself to hear from Him just nothing else. No other distractions. Don't even take your phone with you. I was going to say, take your phone because <laughs> um, you can get this. You can get this great app. <laughs> However you do it, <laughs> this, there's this awesome app called but just um, Star connect Chart. with God, encounter God. <laughs> I love this app called Star Chart because I I can look at you know when you you, you go out mm. early in the evening and the the moon's the brightest at the moment and we're in the ascending gibbous at the moment so you know and just to know those sort of things what cycle we're in at the moment in what earth and what season we're in and what what lunar cycle we're in but at the moment um you know venus and and um and mercury are very dominant and and right below them and and you just see right through the sky here the, the line of the stars, the planet, sorry. And it's just so beautiful that you just go, wow, they're all there, still in place from mm. the Word of God. Yeah. And we are held in place all by all the movement. Mm. And, and space, we think that there's nothing there. There is. Mm. We just don't know what it is. We can't see it. Yeah. There's the yeah. potential there is in space because they call it dark matter. They don't mm. know what's out there. Dark energy, dark, you know, but. God's out there. God. <laughs> It's full of God. We should pray. Sorry, I got distracted again by that. <laughs> See, I get all this stuff from looking at the stars. Yeah. Pray. Okay. Father, we just thank you that your spirit mm. is alive. Your spirit, you have yes. poured out on all mankind, on mm. all people. So good. Men and women, children, sons and daughters. Mm. Father, I just thank you this week for the, the potential, the heaven potential with earth. That connection when we earth connect with heaven. The breath of the Almighty is in us. And when our breath from earth connects with heaven, 
Father, I just thank you right now for, for the transformations this week, the, the ascension this week of prayer, the ascension this week of mindsets, the ascension this week of, of attitudes and behavior. Father, as it's lifted higher, as we connect with heaven, Father, not just physically, but, but physically, um, naturally and, and supernaturally, just lifted higher. I thank you for, for weight being lifted off, for people that have yes. got worries and concerns yes. at the moment. Yes. Jesus said, cast your cares on me because I care mm. for you. You care for us way more than what we even care for ourselves. Jesus, I thank you for caring for us yes. and that you are interceding at yes. the right hand of the Father on our behalf yes, and that you've sent your spirit to intercede through us as we connect with your, with your potential in heaven. Father, I thank you for moments and, and yeah, hours this week yes. where we will connect with your spirit. We'll position ourselves to connect with you. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding us it's not the way that we think it should be done. It's the way that you allow it to take place. Father, I thank you for the new doors that are going to open, the new, the new perspectives that are going to be seen, the new, the new paths that are going to be revealed because you position, we've positioned ourselves and you are going to do something powerful in our lives. You are, you have yes, done yes, something powerful and you yes. are continuing to do something powerful. Oh, thank you, Father. Now to him who is able <laughs> to keep you from stumbling. Oh, Father, thank you so much that you are able. You are able. You are just and able to forgive. You are just and able. Oh, Lord yes. God, I just rejoice in your goodness. I rejoice in Jesus Father, thank you for saving us, for making us whole. Thank you for the message of the gospel. It is just as powerful, just as true today as it was 2,000 years ago. Thank you, Father, for your spirit that is alive and moving at this, in this time, in this season, in this generation. Move, Father. Have your way. May your kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth. May heaven be revealed here on earth in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.